Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible things the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Welcome in to the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jim Sears. Sitting next to me is my sister, Hayden, a certified health coach. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? All righty. I'm great. And across the room over there behind the soundboard is Soundman Matthew, our little brother. How are you doing? Hey, hey. All right. Matthew is a father of a four-year-old Jedi Knight. (laughs) Hayden is the mother of three... uh, How would you describe them? Uh, Uh, I have a teen, a tween, and a... Active little and a, boy. And another jet, he's a Jedi Knight <laughs> as well, Jedi right? Lego enthusiast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's how I used to describe my kids. I would, my kids, uh, I'm the father of three, a, um, what, how did I describe ballerina? my, I She's described a her as a, a ballerina history buff. Uh-huh. Um, this was a long time yeah. ago. And then, and then my son was a bike stunt rider, Lego enthusiast, Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. And then our current 13 year old is a, um, Love her everything, uh, everything Instagram. <laughs> everything Instagram. If it's on Instagram, <laughs> she loves it. So anyway, so we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and help you through those moments that aren't quite so joyful. So don't forget to follow us and find us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. On the interwebs, askdrsears.com slash podcast. If you are listening, that means hopefully you like the show. Or you're just trolling us. But either way, uh, you're here and you're listening, so thank you very much. Uh, tell your friends and family how much you like it and share it. And uh, especially if they don't listen to podcasts yet, um, it's, the, it's the big thing now. Everybody's listening to podcasts. But mm-hmm. if they don't, take their phone, find the podcast <laughs> app. If it's an iPhone, there is a podcast app. Just search pod and you will get the podcast app. And then you can uh, just down, just boom, hit uh, subscribe for them. And then they will get all the latest episodes and... Um, and they'll be happy, happier and healthier and hopefully better parents for it. So do it. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are having – we got a great show today. We mm-hmm. are talking – we had teased this last time. We were going to talk about an article, uh, 33 things that you need to stop doing to your kids right now. And uh, we kind of teased some of those last week. But we're going to be going through those and uh, – critiquing ourselves on our own parenting skills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a new diet I heard in uh, about in the office uh, a couple of weeks ago um, that one of my kids, uh, one of my moms, um, said their child is uh, a great follower of the beige diet. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. that'll be So we'll talk about the beige diet. Okay. And then um, we got some pretty cool questions, uh, questions about thyroid issue, um, teething, <laughs> And then a woman who is having a hard time losing weight, and um, and we'll get into that. So that's a lot of show, yeah, right it's there. A lot so of we show. better get to it. Um, and I guess we'll start with comments with Hayden. <laughs> we have some great comments. The first one comes from Johnny Pooh. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Pooh. Pooh. Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. P-O-O-A. Okay. He says, I really liked the story of Dr. Bill's cancer and how he told it in gratitude of God. So that's a couple podcasts ago. Uh, episode wanna... seven. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, and that he that's actually a comment from on the iTunes, mm-hmm. whatever, the iTunes. The, the iTunes thing, store. The iTunes place. Podcast store. And he gave us a five out of five yes. rating. Thank you very Thank you, much. Johnny. Yay. Thank Thanks, John. Yay. Okay, so the next comment is is long, but it's really great. Um, it's from 
Baby Rowan's mom. So hello, Baby Rowan's mom. She gave us a five-star rating. Yay, Thank you so much. five-star. She says, I love, 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 love you guys. I want you to know that I am a better mother to my baby boy because of your family. I read the pre- I read the pregnancy book when I was pregnant, and I learned so, so much. And then the baby book and the sleep book and so on. You gave me the confidence to trust my motherly instinct and not to do what other people insisted on doing. I'm sure that my baby is a happier baby and a future mentally stable adult because I got to follow the Sears. I appreciate this podcast very much. It is very easy to, is easy to listen to and very informative. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Well, that's kind of cool. Thank you. I like that it's easy to listen yeah. to. That, that was my goal to make it... Uh, Hey, right here. Easy to listen to and very informative. Perfect. So That's like that, our... I guess we're hitting the mark. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for commenting, you guys. We love Anyways, hearing from yeah. you. And yeah, yeah. Send us comments. We'd love to read them. Is there any more? Uh, no. That's it. Well, one more. It's, well, it's kind of a question. Um, this is from Sue. She says, can you go over why French fries are bad for you? I heard you talk about it in Tucson, and I can't remember the specifics. Thanks. Gotcha. Is there one after that? It's like the praying hands. Yeah, and she's praying. Like, maybe you're not going to say something too bad about French fries. Yeah, <laughs> like, I see. can I please, gotcha. God, still gotcha. eat French fries? <laughs> gotcha. Well, d- does does anybody really... I, I, I saw, When I saw that comment, um, I thought... Uh, yeah, when I do, I do this, this pretty... I think it's a pretty good nutritional lecture. And uh, one of my comments, I, I used to go on and on about French fries, and um, but I, I with all the other stuff I put into the lecture, I kind of had to make that part shorter. But uh, when I'm talking about the healthy fats versus unhealthy fats, and uh, you know the healthy fats are your omega fats, omega threes especially, and how they're very they're vitally important for building your the mem- your cell membranes, and the cell membrane is just what's key to the function of the cell, and if the cells functioning well, then the organ's going to functioning, going to be functioning well, and then your body's going to be functioning well. So uh, the your body will use whatever fats you eat to make your cell membranes. So if you're eating lots of good fish, avocado, things like that, uh, you will have healthy cell membranes. If you're not, if, you're, if a lot of your fats are coming from French fries, <laughs> then, uh, then you will have less healthy cell membranes. And one of the points I make is um, if uh, when you fry – the um, the French fries in vegetable oil. Um, now, if you do this at home in an air fryer in coconut oil, it doesn't happen nearly as much. But um, a couple substances get made. One of them is called uh, 4-hydroxynonanol, and the other one is called 4-hydroxyhexanol, and they are carcinogenic, and those um, get incorporated into your cell membranes, and they release uh, free radicals. Everybody knows what a free radical is. It's uh, any, anything that tastes good and fe- or feels good is probably loaded with free radicals. Sunlight, um, fried food, fast food, um, too much alcohol, uh, pollution. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that pollution feels good, but uh, just pretty much even just a vigorous exercise produces uh, um, free radicals. So um, – and now you're seeing why I had to cut a lot of this out of my <laughs> my lecture, and why my lecture is getting longer and longer. The the uh, I try to keep it to an hour, but it always you know about the hour and ten, hour and fifteen mark, the uh, the, the eyes glaze over. Yeah, some of them do, and or the organizer will kind of go, okay, oh, yeah. wrap it up. But um, 
So those get incorporated, and they so now you've got instead of uh, sources of free radicals from outside the cell like sunlight, now you've got a source of free radicals inside the cell uh, with just direct mm. uh, a direct line to the cell's DNA, and uh, you're just asking for trouble. So, mm-hmm. um, do I ever eat French fries? Yes, yes. I do, mm-hmm. uh, but I lay off the last three trips. Um, to fast food, and when I say fast food, I you know In and Out Burger is is what I do, and it's I try to keep you know it's pretty fresh. And um, the last three times I've gone to In and Out, which have been somewhat frequently, <laughs> <laughs> when I, I was traveling all last week and on the road, I'm like, oh, there's In and Out, okay, yeah. that's what I'll do for lunch. Um, I'll just grab a the burger, the double uh, double double animal, no tomato, so it's a little not quite so uh, messy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I don't order fries. Yeah. I just skip the fries, and that burger is a plenty of calories. Mm-hmm. I feel like since we're from Southern California, we get a pass with In and Out because it's like <laughs> it it's like seems our place. Like that. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, I eat like... so healthy. Oh, but though I do eat In and Out. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's yeah. like our. Well, pass. hey, if that's the worst thing you eat, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I like I said, I've had it three times in the last week, and mm. I probably had it. That's probably more than I've had it in the last year. Wow! Literally, for one thing, In and Out. Nor at least the In and Outs by my house, the lines are always way too long. Oh, that's you know, so and you're like, ugh. You know, it's like a pain. It's not to really go fast in food. So, so these ones, these ones were in the middle of Arizona, mm. and uh, so that was nice. So, um, so one thing when I if I do get that phone call. Like late in the afternoon at the office, hey, you know, we're busy. We haven't been able to get dinner. Can you just grab some in and out on the way home or something? And, you know, okay, sure. Um, I will, uh, I get home with the burgers and um, and I'll say, oh, yeah, they were out of fries. <laughs> they were out of fries. And so, nice. well, what's so. great is sometimes I'll order one fries yeah. for all me and my three kids. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of helps them feel like they got fries, but they just get a small handful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's funny. I when you do that, uh, when I have shown up for the family of four or five, uh, just one thing of fries, they mm-hmm. all get a few, and yeah. no, there's no complaining. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're at least happy that that, that they weren't out any. of them. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God they weren't out of them. <laughs> they're always out. <laughs> nice. So, um, also with fries, uh, acrylamide. That anytime you yeah. fry starchy food, you get uh, acrylamide buildup, which is not. It, that's another carcinogen. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anyways, yeah. So yeah, that's the deal. So that's on the thing French with fries. French fries. So I guess that was comments with Hayden. That was probably one of our longest comments <laughs> section. Was... So <laughs> don't let Jim go on tangents. Like that. <laughs> All right. It was good though. I I, no, I actually was reminded about some stuff. Yeah. I like it when you go in depth like that. Yeah, you know, uh, this is uh, another subject I just wanted to bring up. Um, supposed to be before the comment section in our chatter section. So mm. I'm going off the outline here, <laughs> like everybody knows that at home. But, um, you, you can't tell, but we are actually very organized. Following here. an outline <laughs> that's printed up. Here it is. Yeah. Hear that? <laughs> that's our outline. If it wasn't real, could I do this? No. Um, so coffee. There was a pretty cool coffee question posed on the interwebs today on the Facebook, I believe. Somebody well, just said, hey, everybody, what's your favorite way to make coffee? What's your favorite coffee machine out mm. there? And a lot of people said, oh, I like the, the Keurig or the Nespresso or blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, I'm going to put mine in. And as I'm typing my favorite in, in somebody else typed that, the same thing. Oh. So I just had to chime in with hers. Mm. Um, French press. 
the French, French press. press. I just love it. And my routine is uh, I've got uh, a little coffee bean grinder. So I grind the beans, which fills the kitchen with the aroma, which is awesome. And wakes everybody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. Three, five in the morning. <laughs> um, I, I remember I have, Dad's blender used to wake me up all the time. Oh my gosh, when he's making, <laughs> he's smoothies. making smoothies. Yeah. But then I have a little coffee, uh, I mean, uh, water boiler. It's like a electric kettle Electric thing kettle. that I fill it up. Just, I have a little line that's exactly how much I need so I don't mm-hmm. boil extra water and waste energy. Put it on there. It takes about a minute to boil. It's so fast. And then um, pour it over to the ground beans and the coffee into the uh, French press. I have a little timer. Uh, uh, a um, What are those? Uh, like hour gu- oh, yeah, like hour an hourglass glass timer. Wow, you're like Flip school. it over. And, um, I have an hourglass app on my phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. So I flip the hourglass. The only bummer thing about the hourglass, it doesn't beep when it's done. Yeah. So I've come back. You know, Sometimes I'll forget and leave and then come back, and it's just obviously <laughs> been an hour. That's why but, technology is better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like this. Um, and so uh, do that. Oh, and then once the French press is done. Now, French press can... Uh, leave some grittiness. Mm-hmm. So I've, after a while, I kind of got tired of that. So then I will actually pour it through a filter into my cup and put a little cinnamon. I think I mentioned that mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. A little cinnamon and some of my special brain oil, a little brain mm-hmm. octane that I love from my favorite, uh, one of my favorite podcasters, uh, Dave Asprey. Shout out to him. <laughs> and then I enjoy. Man, I want to yeah. live at your house. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. That sounds amazing when yeah. somebody else does that for yeah, you. Jim, if this whole doctor thing doesn't work out, you could always work at Starbucks. It's mm-hmm. true. I could. <laughs> I'll just need a couple tattoos and piercing. <laughs> I don't and... think Starbucks would let you bring your system there, though. I think right. they have I'll just, their okay. own. Yeah, I'll just <laughs> tell you, you don't want an espresso. Let me just do a uh, me, nice French press for you. <laughs> Take one cup an hour. So. Okay, so that's our coffee chatter section mm-hmm. of, the, of the podcast. And uh, so we have those pretty cool questions coming up mm-hmm. later. Um, so we'll get to those. Should we do the article now or should we talk about the beige diet? I want to know what the beige diet is. The beige is. diet. Yeah, so I, I had a mom, this was several, eh, a couple months ago even now. I, I I always, when we're doing a checkup or a wellness visit in the office, I try to get a sense for how the, well the child is eating. Because honestly, that is probably the most important thing the child could be doing and that mm-hmm. I could be trying to influence in a positive way is the child's diet. And uh, in terms of how healthy they are going to end up being and since the the goal of pediatrics is to let have kids graduate into adulthood with organs that work 100% and healthy healthy habits um that, so that's I, I so mm-hmm. I delve into the eating. So mom how's how's little Johnny? How is is he a good eater? Is he eating lots of fruits and vegetables? Is he eating fish? And she goes, "Oh, he eats he eats just about anything." As long as it's beige. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, chicken nuggets, corn, french fries, macaroni and cheese. Bagels. And, yeah, bagels. My kid's on a huge bagel kick right now. Oh, really? I'm trying to try to mix that as much as I yeah. can. But, right. Yeah. And especially, and it's all, those, all of those things. I mean, corn's, is it, it's not that, you know, it's it's just a lot of starchy carbs and, um and there's not a lot of antioxidants yeah, in it. A lot of and nutrition just, is it, missing know, from And that especially diet. the macaroni and cheese Call and the empty carbs. Chicken mm-hmm. nuggets. I cured one of my kids. I actually showed him a video on how chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets were, were made. made. Yeah. And never ever has, has JD wanted chicken yeah, nuggets. <laughs> that ever, could be powerful. Ever again. He has nightmares now. <laughs> <like> screaming. 
Right. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I was talking to the mom and, and uh, it's tough because kids just tend to graduate or uh, graduate. Gravitate. Gravitate towards <laughs> um, the, the beige stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets. And our, I'll, I'll tell you, our 13-year-old now, that's, uh, that's uh, she, that's, mm-hmm. she's really, that's a huge part of her diet. And it's a bummer because um, she's not getting all the good uh, antioxidants and stuff. So we have obviously have her on Juice Plus, which is helping a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, what I, I suggest to parents is um, treat those first off. You know, I probably hear that a lot from mom, from mm-hmm. many many moms, hundreds yeah, of moms over the over the years. Uh, oh, all my child is eat is chicken nuggets. You you know what I've never ever ever once heard a mom complain about that my child will only eat chocolate cake for dinner. Never. Never. I've never heard that once. Now, why? Why do you think that is? Because I'm sure kids have asked for it, Uh right? Every time a child does ask for chocolate cake for dinner, the mom goes, no, silly. silly. That's not a dinner food. We don't eat that. Here, let's have our... Mm You can have chocolate cake after, after you eat dinner. For dessert. Yeah. Right. From the very that's beginning, a dessert thing. Or dessert. that's a birthday party food. We yeah. don't have that all the time, only at birthday parties. Well, I suggest to parents to put chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese, and uh, what was the other one? French fries. French fries. <laughs> French fries in the birthday party food mm-hmm. category. Unless they're from In-N-Out. Yeah. Even in and out Even in and out Don't. Um, and just have it as a... just. Yeah. Don't ever put it on the Use child's home dinner mm-hmm. menu. You know, have it sure if you're a birthday party and you see the chicken nuggets or the fries or the macaroni. Sure, have all you want, go nuts. Mm-hmm. And um, and my kids did because we didn't have that at home, but they would eat a bunch and kind of get a tummy ache and not feel as good as they normally feel. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, they go, "Yeah, I'm glad I don't eat that stuff all the time." Ugh, yeah. you know. They and, might, even if they don't say that out loud, right? Even, they will. They, they will, think it. So you know, if you just if you just treat that as as a um, it's just that's how it is. We yeah. just it's not it's not a dinner thing. And, and it really helps if you have that mindset early on. Yes, way because earlier. Then, then you don't have those habits to break. But that often doesn't happen. Sometimes you don't realize there's a problem until it's a problem. Yeah. So, but Su- at Susie's house, they have chicken nuggets right. for dinner. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's <laughs> when you're at Susie's house. But I think one just one kind of step to move into that direction is for a while you can buy the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese that that are all natural, that they don't have the preservatives. Maybe the chicken nuggets are baked instead of fried. Yeah. Uh, not stuff in like dinosaur that. shapes. Right. Yeah, right. Like it just kind of Maybe ma- chicken strips, strips, like the actual chicken mm-hmm. instead of... Uh, you know, it's funny. Our daughter, um, not that these are a whole lot better, but fish sticks, mm. um, but they were like more wholesome fish sticks. We called those chicken nuggets yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for a while. She <laughs> thought she was eating fish sticks thinking they were chicken nuggets yeah. for a good year. Anyway. Yeah. I, that sounds so familiar. I think mom and dad did that. Probably, <laughs> probably did that with you. I'm probably where you sure. got You're that like, from. Yeah. Like, these are- it all makes sense. That's <laughs> like, yeah, the only chicken nuggets I ever had were Morton's chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Actually, I love fish. I've, I love oh, yeah. fish, so maybe so, that's why. But um, yeah, it, like you you have a good point. It, mm-hmm. it, if you didn't start that at, from day one, it can be hard to reverse the... Uh, the trend, but even if they they get through their first year or two or even three of life and not really had a whole lot a lot of chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. it's a huge huge difference. Oh, I mean, huge. really, that by you know by age that that birth to age five is literally a, a critical age at uh, um, for setting up not just good habits but good nutritional 
um, the, the better you feed your under five-year-old, mm-hmm. um, those effects last decades later. Mm-hmm. You, they will be seeing the health effects of, of, of not eating yeah. a bunch of chicken nuggets. And you're nuggets. setting up their taste bud patterns. You're shaping right. their mm-hmm. taste for what they want to eat and will be willing yeah. to eat. So it's, it's really worth it to put the effort in early on to shape those tastes, to really just provide whole food. Um, but if you didn't start there, kind of taking steps and working mm-hmm. backwards is, yeah. is still very worth it. And, and parents re- really just have to, uh, if, if, if you just serve yourself, you're, if parents need to eat he- the healthy mm-hmm. stuff and the wholesome stuff and have lots of colors on your plate and have half your plate be fr- uh, veggies and fruits yeah. and then the other half just good lean grass-fed meats and fish and things like that. And if you need like more information and you kind of want to plan and stuff like that, the Family Nutrition Book is a great place to yeah. start and get that information. It's and then recipes in there. There's a whole chapter about shopping. Mm-hmm. I remember that was one of my chapters that I wrote. Uh, and I took, took – uh, funny, it's, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I took my kids on a shopping trip and kind of narrated it and it's in the book and it's it's kind of how we made some of these uh, decisions and I remember t- telling my kids okay uh, go in the um, we'd shop the perimeter of the store for one thing uh, That's but I'd, we'd be in the uh, produce section okay go find a, a green each, each of you go grab me a green veggie Okay. Oh, now a yellow one, mm-hmm. and then oh, now a red one and a purple one, and we get all the colors. And you know, if they're having fun like that, picking them out, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're maybe a little more likely to try it when we get home. Yeah, that's a that's a super important point. The more involved you can get kids in the food process, the more likely mm-hmm. they'll eat it. Yep. As far as vegetables and stuff goes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. So enough of that. And um, and yeah, I know a lot of moms out there are saying, oh, I know, I know, I know it, it's I it's to. tough though. That's all they that's all they'll eat. Um, I you know, it's sometimes you just got to do some be yeah. a tough, tough. And I think that mom, we talk know. about that in the thirty three things. I think oh, is that one of the yeah, okay? Well, like... let's let's get to that then. <laughs> yeah. Should we take a break first? Maybe do a quick, quick break. Quick break. We'll be right back. Oh, do you want to if we do a food swap? Yeah, let's skip the food swap. Okay, let's get that, and then. Um, that food swap is beige to colors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah instead of doing beige diet, <laughs> like just do colors. <laughs> eat a rainbow. And, all right, we will be right back. Top of the morning to you, and happy St. Patty's Day, everyone. This is Leprechaun Patio Furniture, and I'm giving a lucky shoot-out to the Sears Parenting Library. If you are the type that tends to overdo it on St. Patty's Day, you might be interested in the Dr. Sears T5 Wellness Plan. It's five easy steps to transform your health and detox after a few too many pints of green suds. Of course, that's what I'll be having. So go online to sdrsears.com and you'll find some great books. There are more than 30 childbearing titles to choose from, with everything from pregnancy, childbirth, and breastfeeding, to discipline, sleep, anti-aging, and ADD. Like I says to you, if you're looking for that perfect gift for that new or veteran parent on your list, or just want some sagely advice from Dr. Sears, Check out the Sears Parenting Library on sdrsears.com. So now we have leprechauns on the show <laughs> yeah. doing ads. Well, hey. hey. Yeah. We're just trying to they, see you, how many different things we can like use the same filters like for. Like he said, <laughs> if you had to overdo it on St. Patty's Day, then mm-hmm. you might need to detox. And the uh, some of our books will be very helpful for that. Mm-hmm. The Dr. Sears T5, Transform 5, um, Primetime Health. The those would probably be the, be the main ones mm-hmm. for detoxing. Yep. <laughs> after after uh, St. Patty's Day. So, all right. Before we get to the article, thirty three things to stop doing to your kids right now. Which 
I know we keep putting this off, and mm-hmm. it's so the, there's a lot of kids that are they're <laughs> they're probably being harmed by one of these 33 Parents things. Parents are getting as away with speak. this stuff longer. But, but we got a few questions sent to mm-hmm. the um, askdrsears.com website, the um, slash podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, section. Um, so we let's we're gonna we'll answer these. Some some of these are pretty complicated, so we obviously can't solve these people's problems. But the first one, from I'm not going to do the whole name, but Liz. I hope you can help. I'm turning 37 this year. I'm four foot ten and weigh 180 pounds. I have a hard time losing weight. I get frustrated real quickly, and then I give up. Plus, I'm addicted to Mountain Dew. Mm. I really want to lose weight and be healthy too. I was just thinking about taking a supplement or a pill that curves my appetite, um, but I have anxiety and depression, so I don't know if I can. Here's the meds that I'm on. Um, she's on well, Futrin, Risperidone, Lithium, uh, Alprazolam. And low low lestrin, which is a birth control pill. So, um, yeah, this yeah. is uh, this is an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Those are some pretty powerful meds, and um, there's a lot going on there. I think definitely talking here. to your doctor first before pretty yeah. much anything is anything else is added to that. Yeah, um, I um yeah, and obviously when I read this, I'm like, we're not her doctor, mm-hmm. and we're not going to say, oh, this is what you do to do, do. But this is if this was my say my relative, mm-hmm. um, or uh, this is some of the things I would say, and I, I might help with help this person with. Um, try to help them understand that they can, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's it's uh, it's hard sometimes. You don't if you don't believe that you can lose the weight, which. From your question, it sounds like maybe you don't believe you can lose the weight, but believe me, you can. Mm -hmm. People do this all the time. People have lost more than you'd need to lose. Um, And it's not easy, but you have to believe that you can do it because Mm -hmm. that is a huge part of it. Uh, Personal belief uh, is a massive um, predictor of success in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I might suggest, with your doctor's approval, to... Do a plan that is going to give you some very easily, easy, quick results, mm-hmm. um, even if they're, you know, maybe not your whole solution, but uh, for a lot of people, that is a low-carb or keto type of approach. Yeah, low sugar. Be- I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you oh, go. I was, I was going to comment for sure that taking a, a pill to curb your appetite probably would be counterproductive to some of those medications. A lot of those things have stimulants, high caffeine levels, and, and mm-hmm. other things that are going to trigger your anxiety. Yeah. And really not that you can't take them long term anyway. So I would not go in that direction for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. That, right. Pretty much so, across the board for anybody, but especially with the things that she's struggling yeah. with. And it's kind of cool, having done the low carb myself, um, It that uh, that does tend to curb your appetite as it as it is and there's so you uh, even if you just for you that first 10 pounds come off pretty easily and when you see that it's like um it's a jump start you mm-hmm. will you get so much wow i just lost 10 pounds in just a couple of weeks i feel great um and then it, the rest gets a lot easier so if you maybe start with that and uh, so that you can at least show yourself that you can do it um, might really, really help. You probably need some uh, a personal coach, or, coach or helper or a friend. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more a partner, somebody that can be there with you. Um, tell that person, maybe even if it's a coworker at work or somebody, a friend, might be more than one person in your life, but say, I need to get off the Mountain Dew. 
Mm-hmm. Help me not buy it. Help me, <laughs> Some you know, accountability. slap it Some out of my hand when mm-hmm. I when I have it. Um, you just have to, and just um, and some tricks. Don't just switch to diet soda because that uh, actually has been shown to increase your chances of uh, gaining weight. Um, if you want to maybe switch to um, a. Uh, well, there's sparkling, they're sparkling water. Sparkling, sparkling that's what water, which Spark- like half sparkling water, half juice. Yeah, stuff you get like that. that, or squeeze some fruit, uh, some lime into uh, in sparkling water. Mm-hmm. The thing that with the Mountain Dew, it's massively filled with caffeine. So if you're if you're if you've really been on a lot of Mountain Dew, you're going to have to do, go through caffeine withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Or and, add in some green tea with in between yeah. your your, your isn't club that soda. still isn't that filled with caffeine? Well, it has some caffeine, yeah, yeah. but uh, but not as much as the yeah, Mountain Dew, gotcha. and then then it will help her yeah. caffeine withdrawals not be so. Mix disturbing. the green tea with the sparkling water, yeah. and Ooh, then it will look like Mountain lemon. Dew. It'll look like <laughs> stick it in the Mountain Dew container I like it. with some honey and lemon. <laughs> oh yeah, Ooh, that hey. sounds good. Um, so good. But uh, there's a um, little protocol. It's funny when I'm ever a, a camp doctor, um, I get a lot of these college students. Mm-hmm. Um, the the counselors that they they've been on full on caffeine kicks because the, the, you know there's a Starbucks right next to their dorm or whatever mm-hmm. and they'll come to me as a camp doctor can you, is there any what what do you how do you get <laughs> off of caffeine and so I've really looked into it and unfortunately there's not this anything magical hey do this and you won't you kind of have to there'll, there'll be some headaches mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but just kind of cutting it in half. For for a day or two, and then after a couple of days, uh, cut it in half again, and and uh, you just slowly get yourself off of it. Um, so, you may also consider uh, in just in terms of your being on all these meds. Um, I mean, we're on one, two, three, four different um, psychoactive uh, meds, or, or you know, they to make them sound less scary, they they call them biologics. Now oh. you're on you're on four biologics. They're, they're still psychoactive psychoactive mm-hmm. medications, psychotropic medications. Um, wow, uh, I have to think that you probably started with one. Your symptoms either didn't get better or you experienced some side effects, so you you were started on another one to kind of help. Um, and and some people get worse on some. Some people people get better on some. So if you get worse on some, so they added a third and a fourth. You're you're on a lot of mm-hmm. meds here. Um, you might consider an alternative approach. Um, and I was just listening to a uh, a uh, one of the world's specialists on kind of alternative um, psychiatry um, in 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 more of a nutritional. Uh, approach a natural approach, and it's his last name is Walsh. He runs the Walsh Research Institute. It is in Chicago, but they have practitioners uh, practitioners all over the country. You can find them at walshinstitute.org. and they actually have some very. It's it's not just hey, you know, smoke this uh, this Whatever. and light, light this <laughs> candle and do rub this on your back. And, mm-hmm. No, it's actually scientifically based. Um, they they check labs and mm-hmm. and and it's all very uh, um, it's it's very clinically oriented. Um, but they and they sometimes use medications, but they will test your nutrition levels for a de- variety of things. Uh, who knows? Maybe your zinc levels low or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you maybe check that out, Liz. Yeah. And and um, it could be that some of these things are making it harder for you to lose weight. So if oh, yeah. you haven't talked to your doctor yet, that that would be a, a concern that he can address. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, yeah, actually, what I was going to say was interesting. I was going to comment that one of the meds you're not on, but you actually are. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're covered. Yeah. All right, so enough of that. Uh, um, you know, and I, we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, this still applies to Liz and um, your toolbox. You've mm-hmm. got to develop your toolbox, and those are going to include lots of little things that one of them by themselves are not going to make a huge difference, but all of them together might make just enough a difference to get you – uh, in the right direction, you know, getting, make sure you're getting your sunlight, um, enough sleep, uh, um, journaling, mm-hmm. uh, talking, talk therapy, meditation, uh, getting, Omega, getting, getting your, your exercise, mm-hmm. your omega 3s. It's, you know, I don't know, you <laughs> looking at your medications, I, I really hope your doctor, uh, if they're supposed prescribing all these psychotropic medications and not having you on omega-3 supplementation, that's that's a shame because mm-hmm. uh, for anxiety and depression, omega-3s are, uh, are vital, vital to vital. that. So anyways, uh, so maybe you just didn't list, list your supplements, um, but there's, uh, there's, got a, there's a few supplements that you really need to be on. So, um, okay, that's enough. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She she like just a, got a that was one question. <laughs> Planning this segment, we're like, okay, we'll spend Ooh, just, 30 seconds to a minute on each question. And then, <laughs> there's okay. so much to say, though. And now you're but, seeing why my lectures go long. I'm glad we're able <laughs> to anyways. help you out. Okay, so yes. this next one is quite a bit easier. Uh, AMBS. A-M-B-Z. AMBS. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. She wants to know about yeah. teething. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are arguments out there on baby, baby teething symptoms, but th- does this sound like typical teething or is there something else going on? And then she goes on and on about her one-year-old starting at their first molar, um, but then there's some cold symptoms. And one night she looked really sick. There's a little bit of diarrhea. Um, so, but let's just, I guess we'll just talk about teething symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we know that teething can cause a little bit of a fever uh, and make babies pretty miserable. Um, generally, if your child's teething, they'll be kind of rubbing, kinda, yeah. you know, just kind of chewing on their fingers. If there's something that gets in their mouth, they'll kind of – it's funny. People can't see what I'm doing. But I'm doing <laughs> that kind of <laughs> – You're moving tearing, your head. Moving, to... They, they kind of grab – bite onto something and then shake mm-hmm. their head a little bit. Um, I'll never forget, it must have been this, uh, just based on where we lived, when my son, who's about to turn 21, uh, when he was this age, one year or so, the, um, sorry about that, that was my phone. <laughs> Jim. <clears throat> Turning it off. The, he, we thought it was teething, um, because he was just kind of low-grade fever and doing all the teething symptoms, but one, that one night, he had run a pretty good fever, mm-hmm. you know, like, a, like 103, 103. Oh, wow. Um, I think it was under the arm, but, and I was like, wow, that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. And he looks kind of sick here, but there's really nothing else. And it, and it, in my medical training, I'm like, well, I never, I don't really think teething is supposed to, to cause a fever that high. But the next morning, he seemed, he was, he was fine. It was gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, sometimes I see teething, kids with teething get, uh, um, just a little pretty, Pretty not really sick looking, but just a little bit yeah. sick looking. It is hard to differentiate between mm-hmm. teething and if they have a cold, but I think either way, just giving it some time and and it'll it'll yeah. kind of either work itself out or it'll continue and it's probably teething. Yeah, right. And you you uh, regardless whether it's teething or not, uh, you should just follow. There's some general principles. If mm-hmm. your child's pretty darn sick, uh, not eating, you know, getting dehydrated, uh, just, um, 
distressed breathing or labored breathing, um, any of those, regardless of what is causing it, whether it's the flu or a cold, mm-hmm. uh, if those, if the child's getting into those symptoms, then, then that warrants evaluation, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. so even if you think it's teething for the first couple of days, but the child, uh, gets to a certain level of, of illness uh, or how sick they look, then it's time to call the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And during the, in the middle, right in the middle of the uh, question there, she says that during the day, he's mostly normal, happy self. So yeah. hopefully that's a good yeah, indication. That's often a good sign. Um, the, uh, she does go on about asking about, uh, teething remedies. Um, and she doesn't, she'd prefer not to use pain relievers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of true is, you know, the acetaminophen and ibuprofen. I do like ibuprofen better than acetaminophen. There tends to be less, um, side effects and less, uh, less risk of overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Technically, uh, ibuprofen will handle teething better because there's more in those inflamed gums. Mm-hmm. The ibuprofen helps bring down the inflammation. But, um, but yeah, it, it's, better, it's better not to just run to the medicine cabinet if you don't need to and uh, just use frozen, frozen uh, teething toys, frozen wet washcloths mm-hmm. was always my favorite Me thing. Me too. The, uh, I saw a parent with the, in the office the other day had the, pre- the coolest teething toy. I wish I could remember what it was. It was called, but it was so cool. Oh, it was this really soft, kind of rubbery, knobby thing. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I wish I had that." <laughs> I think that um, if your baby really gets miserable at night, and you've tried some of these other things, and they can't sleep, and then mm. you can't sleep, that's when I bring out the ibuprofen yeah, because it's, sure. they need to sleep, and so do you. So um, it's good. It's good to be cautious and not not run to that or jump to that quickly. But give yourself a break and and. Use the ibuprofen if needed. Yeah. Did you guys ever use the amber necklaces? Have you ever heard of I that? I did. The amber stuff? I did. I, did, I really did couldn't. The, yeah, the amber mm-hmm. yeah, teething yeah. necklaces. I, I couldn't really. I, I kind of got it just because, oh, maybe this will help. But I, I couldn't really tell if it did or not. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody gave it to us uh, probably on the baby shower. We yeah. used it and it might be like a placebo thing. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know. I was just curious if you knew any of the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've tried to look that up once and I don't think there's a whole lot. I Here's my observation. Um, and it's obviously going to be, I think, a biased or flawed observation. Um, if you took all my patients that wear those and all the patients that don't wear those, the ones that are wearing them tend to be more sick. Now, I don't know. That's because they were sick, and so parents got the amber oh, necklace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or often those parents are maybe a little more like hovery yeah. um, to wear the amber necklace. But um, I think um, that just you know I've seen that's really interesting. You know, that oftentimes, oh my my child, the, the kids that are coming in all the time with sinus and ears and stuff. All a lot of them are wearing the amber. Yeah, necklace. it could be though. Like they they're so tight. Like they've looked into things beyond above and beyond, and so they kind of got right, to the right, point yeah. where they want to try. Anything yeah. and yeah. do be careful. There was a you know, like anything, like anything. something bad happened. I think a child um, got it wrapped around their neck a little too tightly, and, uh, and there was a, a not a yeah. good outcome. So, do be careful, uh, whatever you put around your child's neck. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that uh, let's call that on the questions. Let's okay. just we'll save the other one for maybe next time. And now, as promised, <laughs> dun, 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 it is time for 33 things to stop doing to your kids right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, we should save yay. this for next week. Actually, we're <laughs> we're are, we are we out of time? <laughs> no, well, there's 33 things. We're just gonna we're just gonna start talking. We'll see how yeah. far we get through these, and uh, if we got to save some for the next episode, so be it. So, 
The um, let's read the intro. Now, okay. where the, this is from very well family a, a, a newsletter I get. So, in our quest to be a great mom or dad, we often don't see that our actions aren't always best for our children. Now's the time to take off the blinders and stop doing these thirty-three things to your kids right now. Number one, stop. Stop feeling like you're failing. Are you a perfect parent? Of course not. Some days will be better than others, but you have to stop feeling like you're failing as a parent. You're not doing your children any favors by thinking you're letting them down. Yes. We've talked about this quite a few times, it, the, mm-hmm. the trying to get rid of perfectionism and, and all of that. But gosh, man, being a, being a parent is one of the guiltiest professions ever. <laughs> it's really it's hard. Oh, Matt. We're mad. <laughs> yeah, Matt's in the... <laughs> Just someday, <laughs> someday he'll be sixteen and with his car, and you will never see. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll remember just, when you could get up and eat breakfast. You'll miss. You'll miss these times of hugs and everything. Anyway, yeah. the uh, but um, just your attitude as a parent um, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I see this sometimes in the office of may, maybe a mom that really wanted to like say breastfeed. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to breastfeed till six months or, or a year or whatever. And something happens, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she got a bad infection or something or had to go on a, a medication um, that prevents her from breastfeeding, which there's not a lot of them, but there are a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and mom is really, really disappointed. I get that. Sure. Be disappointed mm-hmm. that, you know, your, your beautiful plan isn't c- coming to a hundred percent, but but you're not you, a failure. Yeah, you're not a failure. You're and I have failing. to really say, you know, you can't let this affect how you parent. Mm-hmm. Um, or sure. how you feel yeah, about yourself. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, there's, it's um, like, like in our books, um, the toolbox, mm-hmm. you know, breastfeeding is just one of the tools you can use to be a great parent. Yeah. But there's dozens of other ones. And if you can't use one of them, use all the other ones yeah. to just step up on the other ones. Yes. And, um, and I so. think also, if you have that attitude that you're failing, it's, it's actually probably going to make you fail more mm-hmm. because if oh, you yeah. feel bad about yourself you're going to portray that outwards exactly and i also like when my kids see me doing something that many people would say is failing i think it's a very good for modeling um opportunities that my kids can see me quote fail and what I do after that, the steps I take to repair or apologize or change my behavior or change the situation, mm-hmm. I think that's even more valuable than trying to be a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this with this mom that is funny that uh, unfortunately couldn't breastfeed and was really disappointed, I helped her find the best formula. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, um, and it was actually, <laughs> she had to like order it and, and mm-hmm. find it. It's actually, it was from Germany. And, um, and, and so she was able to, because she was putting extra effort and uh, mm-hmm. and a little extra expense on on maybe doing something that she thought was better than than just average for her baby that was able, she was able to kind of use that as a as mm-hmm. a as a win yeah. and start feeling like a, a winning parent instead of a failing parent. So, <clears throat> real and, quick, I want to throw in: uh, you can also look for donor milk. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's it's always like a that. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. becoming yeah. more of a thing now. Yeah, um, I remember mom used that with with Lauren, our youngest sister who was adopted. She mm-hmm. used donor milk, and it was. Yeah. Really, I've, a beautiful thing. I got a currently currently a couple of kids, uh, or my mom's, um, that uh, they were they huge uh, producers. They've mm-hmm. got all this extra, and they and they they donate it to uh, the milk banks to yeah. help the uh, babies that can't get it. So that's cool. All right. The, so number two. Um, well, oh, are we done with that? Yeah. Is there any other ways? Uh, I, I have to say, um, 
I, for a while, you know, um, you can feel, there's other ways you can feel failure as mm-hmm. a parent. And some one, one of the ways just having gone through a divorce, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I mean, I still kind of feel it now that I really let my kids down mm-hmm. on that. Um, and a few years ago, I kind of was chatting with them and apologized again, you know, they're like, oh, I'm really sorry that things didn't work out. And, uh, and they, you know, I had up to that point, I had been kind of carrying a lot of that feel feeling of a failure with me. And I think it was, it was, uh, bleeding into other aspects of my relationship with my kids. And so I kind of, I brought it up. I said, you know, hey, I'm really sorry. And they said, dad, we're over it. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know, quit, you know, it's, it's done. And, but you know, we, we're, we're, we're fine, yeah. you know, and it, and it was really nice having them kind of help me kind of not feel like yeah. I was a failure. And they're like, hey, you know, yeah, sure. It was a bummer dad, but look at all these other great things we've done and mm. how all, you know, they, they were able to ha- kind of help point out some really cool aspects of of me as a dad and mm-hmm. so that was nice that's, that's really cool. sweet that's interesting because i just had that conversation a couple months ago with my teenager because i'm 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 about four and a half years from out of my divorce and so i'm kind of on the other side and things are new routine new everything is it's kind of it's good it's good at this point but i carry around that guilt i mean it's it's like the thing, right? Parent mm, yeah. and and a spouse, it's the thing. It's like the top thing and and you I quote failed at one and that not only affected me and my life but my kids and I mean that's that's some heavy stuff there. And it was interesting when I was talking to my daughter about it. Um and the same thing kind of apologizing that that was part of their life and part part of a legacy I left behind. Um she kind of said something similar, like, Mom, we're good. We're okay. And she even said something else. She's like, Mom, when you feel bad about it, it actually makes things worse because then I feel bad that you're feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a beautiful conversation. And I think just kind of brought to light that I'm the one at this point that's putting that those feelings on me. It's the, the people around me are, the, yeah, at this point, they're really good. So, um, yeah. They, yeah. um, you said something, uh, I, I, I do think I, I remember it was subconsciously, but almost consciously, I didn't want to seem happy to my kids, mm-hmm. you know, even though I, you know, was moving on and, you know, new family, new life and all that. I felt when they were around, I, I felt like I wasn't, I was trying to hide yeah. my happiness. Yeah. You weren't allowed to be happy because you, this is something really hard for them. Right. And if you're all happy and, and yeah, yeah, it just feels and, like you're being disrespectful to them. Right. Or, so I had to. That's something I had yeah. to just get over and and just embrace, mm-hmm. embrace change, and embrace the new, the new family that yeah. Because they want to see know. you happy. And yeah. my yeah. daughter even said this this to me because oh, this is fascinating. A totally bunny trail. But I know that there's, I mean, so many single parents out there. I mean, probably just as many as aren't at this point that we're talking to or maybe are listening. And she said, she said, Mom, if you continue to be sad about it, then maybe the divorce wasn't worth it. Like if if you're happy and vibrant and you've really m- made your life something better than it used to be, then we can see the value in the divorce. If you're just still sad and still like in that place, then what was the point? Yeah, because <laughs> so, <right. Yeah. laughs> yeah, hey, right. you were sad, you could have stayed married right. and be sad. sad and, yeah. yeah, so if you, you know, you did this, you believed it was the right choice, then, then go with it, make the most of it. And this yeah. is my 15-year-old daughter, so this is pretty <laughs> amazing stuff. And, and so cool. I can feel happy that 
she's in a place um, emotionally and mentally and, and relationally with me that she could say these things to me. So I can feel good about that. Right, right. Yep. All right, so uh, so we got through one. Thing. <laughs> so, we'll see you next time. Yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, how are yeah, we doing? Are we right. doing on time? Actually, I want to add time. one more thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, last sure. thing though is one because this is huge, you guys. Yeah, it is. One, is and this will kind of lead into all the other questions that we're going to tell you that you should feel guilty about not doing. <laughs> but finding things to feel amazing about, like oh, I just said, yeah, yeah. That, and that's how you kind of get over this negative self-talk of feeling like a failure. Is like with my 15-year-old, I could feel amazing that I've modeled to her how to how to see the good in things, how to talk to her mom in a, in a respectful way and build her up. Um, and that we have that really close relationship that we could have those conversations. So I could feel good about that. So finding things that you do as a parent and really give yourself some good appreciation for that. And if you, you know, if you have a spouse or partner reflecting to them what they're doing well, because sometimes you just need to hear somebody say, you're a great mom. You're doing amazing. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we we probably could do just keep going on and on <laughs> yeah. and on. About I feel this. like a failure for uh not keeping our podcast on schedule. Oh, you're not a failure, Max. This <laughs> yeah. is good. Hey, stuff. we're talking about parenting, not sound manning. <laughs> not sound manning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will point out that I, I really appreciate Matt that yeah. Matt's help because uh you know, we uh it's nice having somebody know if it sounds good and how mm-hmm. to edit stuff and and it's and really cool to hang out posted with him. And, we don't get you know, to hang out a ton, yeah. so it's kind of cool. Like, like when I wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, I know how to talk into a microphone. I don't We have good know stuff to say, but... where that microphone's supposed to be plugged into, you know, and all that. So it was really cool, you know, to have somebody go, oh, yeah, you take this and that, and here's the levels and, and uh, yeah. some... Reverb? Do we have reverb? <laughs> no, no, we don't have any reverb. No, we don't is that old school? <laughs> that's if you're like singing or something. Okay. That's music. No more reverb. Which we totally could do. Maybe we should do some reverb. Because three of us sing. Anyway. <laughs> okay. okay, number two. <laughs> number two, you want to read this yeah, one? Yeah, doing everything for your kids. This is something you should stop doing. We do a lot for our kids, but to the point that we end up doing everything for our kids. The best way to raise independent children is to allow them to practice time to be independent. So what if milk gets spilled on the counter instead of in the glass because you didn't help them? Uh, kids can learn by trying to do things on their own, even if they mess up 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Oh, this, yeah. And I've fallen into this pattern and I didn't even realize it until hindsight. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, why am I still doing laundry for my 15-year-old? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Because so- – in three years, uh-huh. is it three or two? Two or three years, two, she's two, out of here. She's out. She's 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 yeah. got two two and a half years. Really, probably two and a half years. Don't worry, she'll be back after four. She will bring her laundry home every two weeks. Every two weeks. But, but uh, no, I realized I got, this maybe a year ago, and so she does her laundry now. But what's great is I learned for now my eleven year old, and now my eleven. I'm starting my eleven year old doing her own laundry, and she's like, "What? Ashton didn't have to do it until she was fourteen. I'm like, "Yes," because I. Yeah. I forgot. So right. now we're yeah. remedying this now. I, yeah. I remember doing it when I was like eight. Yeah. It was like super <laughs> yeah. young. It, I think the, the farther along your kid, <laughs> your, you know, child, your child's you know, six, my mom did. So. I didn't, I don't think I did laundry in literally. And I'm the kid number one until I did go off to college and you had to do it when you were eight. So, <laughs> so now you, you need know. to make your youngest do it. Yeah. Right. right. And, yes, but yeah. there's, there's the, for you can tell them there's the flip side is she'll, she'll probably get a cell phone 
sooner mm-hmm. than her older sister did, unless yeah. you are really a hardcore parent. Which, yeah. which I, yeah, we'll but, see. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> funny you know. when my daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, got her finally got a car. I think she was maybe seventeen, eighteen. Uh, um, you know, she calls me uh, about a week later. From the gas station. <laughs> um, Daddy, I don't know how to pump gas. You know, I'm like, oh. You know, I had taught her how to change a flat tire, how to do this, how to do that. And all. I taught her a lot of things, uh-huh. except for the pumping gas thing. So. Yeah. But, Parenting you know, they, fail. Yeah, you yeah. failed, Jim. But um, I... I I think that's this is one of the important things, and I, I remember vividly, you know, my daughter maybe trying to climb up something, and instead of like carrying them up the thing, I would just kind of put my hands, you know, maybe a, a foot or two below her butt, just in, just to catch her if she mm-hmm. fell, and if she did, you know, I would catch her and she wouldn't get hurt, but she learned how to climb the whatever the thing or mm-hmm. get over the the obstacle, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and you can you know. Having that attitude can be from almost day one or, you know, when they're one-year-old or 18-year-old, uh, depending, you know, uh, on the on the task. But you can uh, – I'm, I'm just a big fan of letting the kids learn how to do the thing as long as they're not running into the street mm-hmm. or sticking something into the, <laughs> into the, the outlet. Yeah. Um, or, the, you know, most dads will let the kids do that once, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I, I read this amazing book early on as a parent. I think it was called The Blessing of a Skinned Knee or something mm-hmm. like that. And it talked about this concept, and I really embraced it. And and I love it. It's like, you know, your kid gets a little scratch. It fell. They fell a little. They spilled some milk. There's there's huge value in that. So yeah, right. let your and, kids do stuff. You know, you. and even just like I think last night we had a thing where um, we were trying to eat dinner. And it was we did a little special Chinese food takeout, and it was so good. But <laughs> I got ordered extra MSG. Extra MSG. It. So, yeah. um, but the uh, we you know we're kind of oh, I'm eating with my chopsticks um, because I had opened the 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 drawer the silverware drawer and it was empty. Oh no! You know, there was nothing in there, and I don't use silverware at home. I I just either do shakes and stuff. Oh, I, yeah. So it tends to the responsibility of cleaning the silverware is it's, it's kind of fallen to the teenager. Um, because she uses most of it. So she opens the door. Oh, there's no forks. And we're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to so, yeah, do? Yeah, okay. Well, I, I got my chopsticks. And, <laughs> and so she got to clean a fork. And, uh, you know, it's not that we were being mean, but that is her. That's kind of her mm-hmm. responsibility. So my four-year-old son uses chopsticks. Hey, just want to cool. throw that out there. He's they, awesome with them. He's too. awesome. Cool. Sweet. Like just full on? Without full on. The, without with the rubber band? No rubber band or anything. Wow. Just nice. actual chopsticks. Matt, cool. you're nailing it. <laughs> nailing this dad thing. I think that was my wife's doing that. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I'll give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Good job, Kristen. <laughs> there is, this reminds me of a really cool book, and I think we're going to have this this mom on the podcast. Actually, I, I didn't tell you. It, in March, there's a day in March we're going to have her on. She just wrote, recently wrote a book that I wrote an endorsement for. The book is called Happy Camper, Lessons for Your Child uh, from Camp or something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, it's it's an amazing book on how to train your kids to be independent, um, self-sufficient, confident, uh, and help them get ready for adulthood. Uh, as a matter of fact, the book might be... I, I had the copy, and I think I either left it on the airplane with mm-hmm. all my notes in it. Shoot. <laughs> no, anyways, I'm bumming. Anyways, um, in the back of the book, there is a checklist for your children of all the, like, getting ready for adulthood checklist. Mm. And there's a bunch of stuff, like, 
doing laundry, how to do laundry, uh-huh. how to pay bills, how to how to write a check, uh-huh. you know, how to open a checking account. And who uses checks? I know. Do we have, do we have to <laughs> yeah. teach them that now? Well, hey, just you know, I thought just I could check that. So yeah. um, and it's kind of a cool checklist. It's a couple pages long. It's at the end of the book. And I will point out, the one thing I loved about the book is the um, – I think there's like eight secrets that counselors – the camp counselors, you know, kids come home from camp all the time. Yo, this is great. I love my counselor. He's so cool, you know. And the parents go, I wish you thought I was cool, you know. Yeah. And um, and these, you know, these kind of um, uh, alternative parents for two or, or four weeks out of the summer can have an amazing impact mm-hmm. on your kids. And this book goes through kind of the, the, the eight steps those counselors use to build those relationships. Well, the first... I think four or five steps um, in in four or five chapters have nothing to do with critiquing or disciplining mm. or pointing out things that they could do better. It was all about building connections. Yeah, building a connection, you know, and and uh, that kind of stuff. So actually, that actually helped me mm-hmm. uh, uh, with my anyway. So um, okay, great book. That's my point of uh, <laughs> that I'm getting all to all this was that checklist of adult. Readiness, and my wife and I went through that just the other day. Going, okay, we've got four years mm-hmm. to make sure she knows how to do laundry, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. I'm looking forward to having her on. That'll be great. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be a really cool episode. Okay, yeah. so move on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. That was number Thanks, two. Matt. Doing everything for your kids, so don't uh, do everything. Teach them. Teach mm-hmm. them how to do this stuff. Yes. Baking cookies, yeah. even pouring cereal. We taught our daughter, my my oldest daughter. Um, she was a, an early waker. I think I mentioned this to you yeah. last. I think episode. it was off air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, she uh, she would wake up early, especially on a Saturday morning. Like, oh, can you please let us sleep in? So we got we learned to just put a bowl of cereal with some saran wrap over it, leave it on the table, and she. And she's three, three years mm-hmm. old, would open the fridge, and then we had a little, just one serving of milk for her, so she mm-hmm. couldn't make too much of a mess, and she'd pour it in there and sit there and eat, uh, eat her She cereal. probably loved and, that, too. Yeah. And back then, it was just a VCR that you could just kind of hit a couple buttons <laughs> and turn on Barney or something. And, uh, oh, and yeah, she liked that. So anyways, okay. So teaching your kids how to do stuff and not doing everything for your kids so you can sleep in longer so we can sleep, <laughs> yeah, so we don't so you don't have to Pretty parent much as much early parenting is, is like, trying to just trying to get more sleep like yes. what can i do to get more sleep is yeah. your you know how like the, your top the, the uh the, the playing golf the uh, the the goal of golf is to play less golf right <laughs> right you know yeah. the least the, the whoever plays the least golf wins yeah. so i guess funny. is that is that the same for parenting the more you teach your kids the less you have to parent that's them. true though yeah. I I mean, I, I think that's one of the reasons I got into the habit of doing everything for them is like it was it was a hassle and like it, it just uh, I, I'll just do it I'll just do it yeah, I'll just do it. Sometimes easier it's to just to, do it instead of having to do it. Then you got to clean them. the mess and yeah. all that stuff. But, but if you put in the time early on and teach them, you'll you'll play less parenting. What is that? Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> that it does. You know, the, the sooner they learn that stuff, the easier yeah, parenting is. does get. Yeah. So no, actually, moving on. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Moving on. Number, Number three. three. I'll do this one. Yep. Neglecting these are. 33 things to stop doing to your kids right now. Uh, number three, stop neglecting your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're so focused on raising our kids, taking care of them, and making sure they're happy that we often neglect one of the most important relationships, our marriage. Nurturing your marriage by planning date nights together, connecting with each other every day, and simply taking the time to talk before turning in at night. Uh, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that of all these 33, I wouldn't be surprised if this is probably one of the most important mm-hmm. ones um, because this is this is what your kids see. Mm-hmm. You know, they that's what they they're going to grow up seeing. Uh, hopefully, a nice, healthy, happy marriage. Two people working together, solving issues together, mm-hmm. solving arguments together, um, but then cherishing each other and taking the time to. Um, to to nurture that relationship and i i uh not everybody's going to be not not everybody's going to agree with me on this um but i think if the marriage itself is considered more important than even the kids although that doesn't sound right to doesn't say that doesn't sound right but, but the that priority should really, that's the priority mm-hmm. um then it, for, i think the kids see that and go okay wow that that's a that's really important mm-hmm. and that's how i fit in uh you know if if um if the child thinks like they're the most important thing, sometimes that's actually a lot of pressure mm-hmm. put on the child, and um, and especially if the relationship doesn't work, out, the marriage doesn't work out, mm-hmm. then maybe they feel like they didn't do something right. Yeah, no, that's so. true. And I, you know, I was I was told, okay, your spouse is going to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. Your your children are going to be up and out. They're going to find their own partner, like yeah, right. partner. Exactly. So this is yeah. somebody they, you know, eighteen years, <laughs> yeah. and the kids are they're off to their own family, mm-hmm. and then you hopefully have you know forty, fifty, even sixty years uh, of that marriage. Um, but um, you know, it was the race, it was the relationship that came first. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and it's the relationship that produced them. Yeah, produced and so them. they're yeah. part of that. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I remember yeah. mom and dad, and you know they have eight children. So getting out of the house for date night was hard, and and spending having that they quality. Did. T- they, they did. did. And I, I babysat. I would babysit <laughs> you. Totally did. And uh, oh, oh, sometimes sorry, that was, it was the sorry. Well, sometimes the hard. You were. So I was fussy. such a brat. She I, literally I would this. cry the whole time, and well, I'd just be going, "I wish mom and dad would get home." <laughs> it's true. But I did. Okay, so in my defense, I had three older brothers. I was I was the first girl to come around. It was the way I got attention and, and I cried, right? You know, <laughs> anyway, from that. But I remember mom and dad having dinner for two. So they would put us to bed early or as early as possible. And then they would uh, set, my dad would set up a little table. He would have a candle and flower there, flower there for, and I, I remember that vividly and often. And if we weren't sleeping yet, we were not allowed to come downstairs. But I remember like peeking through the balcony and kind of watching them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I remember feeling like that gave me such a sense of calm and peace. Yeah. It like really made me feel secure. I didn't necessarily recognize that at the time. But looking back, that was a very special memory and, and helped me feel good about my family. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They still do that, by they the way. They still do they, that. Every single night, Dad <laughs> yeah. sets up a little table by the window looking yeah. over the sunset, mm-hmm. a little flower or a candle yeah. or something. Although it's easier now no. that there's no kids <laughs> at, <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Yes, well, but, but that's uh, a pattern they did early on. Yeah. Maybe it was just once a week, every other week, but now it gets to be that's one of the. That's probably an amazing gift you can give your children is mm-hmm. see, letting them see that this relationship is a priority. And not just – not really – a priority over them, but a priority over life. Mm-hmm. All the other a, prior, a priority over work and uh, friends and and that sort of thing and bills and and just your the, cell phones. Yeah, like, exactly. have, Don't even have those at the you table. Know, of- I think a lot of uh, very successful marriages have a set date night. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Thursday night, Friday night, something where the kids know. Oh, that's mom and dad's night. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for us. That's movie night with a babysitter and pizza. <laughs> yay! And mom and dad get the you know they they have their thing, and that's just a thing that's just 
They can count on it,、mm-hmm. you know. And if your kids can count on something in in your in their parents, that's a wonderful gift to give them.、Uh, yeah. So I think it just boils down to being a good example for your kids、mm-hmm. in, in this aspect and in all aspects, really. Nutrition, eating, everything.、Mm-hmm. Just you know, the kids will be watching you all day long. So if if you are having a good relationship with your spouse, you respect the spouse, then they're going to grow up respecting the parents, and、mm-hmm. also then. Have a good relationship with their future spouse,、mm-hmm. so and so on and so on and so on. And yeah, so on. Awesome. Be good examples. <laughs> yeah, Bottom line. So cool. All、I、right,、like、number four, fighting over the little things. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't fight. You can't over win、things. every battle, and you shouldn't try to either. Pick your parenting battles wisely. The little things really don't matter. <clears throat> oh yes, and this is something I get to practice all the time with my teenager. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so I actually have a funny story. Um, about this because it's so so hard. Sometimes it's the little things that just bug you. And so it was like a year or so ago. My boyfriend and I were hanging out with a couple that maybe are fifteen years older than us. They,、um, you know, was, they this man had married a single mom. She had two teenagers. So we were kind of picking their brains because it was a situation that we might find ourselves in. And they went to a parenting class on how to parent a teenager, and they said the best thing they learned was a single phrase that revitalized the relationship with their teenagers, and it is, "You may be right." So if you're in a conversation with your teenager, maybe have that. That like you're about to fight over that little、oh, can thing. Can I try? Can we do? Say, can like, I role play? Yeah, let's role、hey, play. Mom, I um I really think I should be able to stay up till three three o'clock tonight,、uh, even though it is a school night. No,、really、think. no, no. Eleven o'clock, nights out, lights out. I thought you said that you're supposed to say you may be right. Well, you didn't throw enough of a fit. You right. Have to get into oh, okay. Right, right. Oh, see, I'm about ready、mean? to get triggered.、Oh, come on, I should. I hate you, mom. Oh no, let's you know, eleven o'clock at night because I want to stay up till three. Why? All my friends do it. Well, you may be right. Lights out at eleven. Did that work? Are, are you well, good? I, yeah, I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> okay. So anyway, still that hate, is, I still hate you, mom. But, <laughs> but that—that's a phrase. And sometimes I forget, and I start getting ramped up, and I'll have this little tap on my shoulder from my boyfriend. He's like, "You may be right. Remember,、awesome. you may be right." In my ear.、Mm-hmm. So I totally say that. That's funny. So it kind of gets—it gets them to stop and think. Yeah, like, they're like, "Wait." I might wait, wait. be right, and there's、huh. no argument to that. And you're not <laughs>、yeah. saying they are right. right.、Yes. You're not saying they're all right. You're saying you may be right. You may be right that your friends stay up till three in the morning.、Right. I'm, I'm surprised if their parents let them. Maybe their <laughs>、right. parents don't know about that.、Um, yeah, you, yeah. You I should. I'm、right. going to try that. You may yeah, be right.、Yeah. A lot、uh, of times in the in the heat of arguments, all you need is just something to make them pause and think for just two seconds,、yeah. and then it changes the shift. And it's cool, especially for older friends. You're validating、yeah. that. You know what? You have unique thoughts. You have a brain. You might be right. I'm just not going to fight with you about it. Yeah, I'm moving on. I like that. Yeah, yeah right. Interesting.、Good. You know, you can maybe use this concept for the younger kids too. Maybe not fighting, but worrying about all the little things.、Mm-hmm. I used to.、Uh, one of my kids really loved to throw tantrums, and.、Um, I kind of had to learn. First off, I, as a parent, I never wanted to give in to the tantrum、mm-hmm. because then you kind of lose your authority as a parent. So I had to kind of learn that maybe I'm not gonna. I'll pick my battles.、Mm-hmm. You know, not I won't fight over every little thing. If we're, if we're in the grocery store and he sees the little can of soup and he wants to play with it,、uh, I used to no, 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 no. It's gonna make a mess.、Uh-huh. And and after a while, I kind of learned that it. Nobody really gets hurt from、yeah. him holding a can of、yeah. soup. Who、yeah. cares if he plays、yeah. with a can、right. of soup?、It's、well, I did. Whatever. And I learned <laughs> not to. 
And then, uh, or sometimes I would actually have a couple of things ready. You know, if it was, now if it was the glass bottle of olive oil or something. Yeah, that is a problem if Mm -hmm. the two-year-old in the grocery cart plays with it. So I would have uh, a nice shiny something else mm-hmm. uh, kind of ready. Oh, I'd see him kind of going, eyeing the glass <laughs> jar and, and I'd turn the cart real quick. Ooh, look at this cool little rubber ball. That, <laughs> you know, and he'd play with that for a while. Yeah, so pick so. your battles. We should, you should have like a battle cards. It's like, this is a battle. Is a battle. I pick it. Yeah, throw I pick it throw down. down the card. You throw down the gauntlet. You should Ooh, I like not that. play with the broken glass. <laughs> I like so, that. Oh, next time uh, my three, or th- a young child wants to play with like broken glass, you may be right. You know, <laughs> Maybe right, Pipe. That you but, want to play with. That you want to, I don't know how that works. But. I'm going to have to remember that next time our okay. teenager wants to do something ridiculous. You're going to text me in a couple days. What was that phrase? <laughs> what was that phrase? Just remember the Billy Joel song. You may be right. Oh. I may be crazy. Add some reverb on there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, enough of that. Number how are, five. We, are we going on time? We, uh, we're we're getting another, a little long, but we can. Another we can, couple. Can okay, it. number five. Wait. This is our podcast. We go as long as we want. Am I doing this one? I lost track. Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, not assigning responsibilities. Ah, the life of a child. A carefree life with zero responsibilities. Mm. That's because all the responsibilities fall on you, the parent. <laughs> Assign age-appropriate chores, not only for your child's sake, but for yours also. Yeah. That goes That's also good. back to like the number three. We've, yeah, yeah. we've talked about, we kind of talked about that. Oh, no, no. Number two, doing everything for your kids. Yeah. But so the mistake that you should do is not assigning responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And this goes for almost every age. Does Levi have re- any responsibilities? Yeah. I mean, he's just... supposed to clean up his toys and, and, um, when, when he, when he changes his clothes, we have a basket that he puts them in and stuff. So he, we, yeah. we have mm-hmm. a few easy things that three, four year olds. Yeah. Does he put away the knives and forks? Like yes, the, he does. God, he does. Okay. I so Matt, I totally remember because uh-huh. I had to empty the dishwasher. And I, I did. The, I did the knives <laughs> and, and you forks. did the knives and forks. And that so, <laughs> was fantastic. And sometimes, if you didn't do it soon enough, and I had to then load the dishwasher, I'd get so annoyed at you because <laughs> they were still clean, and I didn't have any place to put the yeah. dirty utensils. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so before you guys came along, it, that whole dishwasher was my job, uh, and yeah, I, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I, I literally hate it. And it's funny. <laughs> and we've tried to assign that responsibility to our current teenager. And for some reason, I still empty yeah. the dishwasher way more than I would like to. Be. I get my kids <laughs> to empty it. But for some reason, the loading of it, they cannot mm-hmm. stand because of the yeah. gross like uh-huh. food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And somehow I'm still doing that too. So yeah, yeah that's but that's one of my things it, I can. I think it, it is important. For one thing, it helps them learn about loading dishwashers mm-hmm. or doing laundry or cleaning up their stuff. It helps them feel productive mm-hmm. and feel a part of part the of family, the family. Like this know? is how a family works together. Yeah. It's and, a it's a group effort. And being it, involved, and it's nice it, a nice way to do it. Also, especially if your child's really resistant, uh, like I was. Oh, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I got to clean up the do the weeds in the side yard. Um, instead of just kind of putting your kids to work. Uh, work alongside them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're, I'll take from my childhood, uh, mm-hmm. having to weed the side yard uh, was literally torture. Mm-hmm. Um, but if my dad was maybe mowing the lawn at the same time or doing something else, I felt, okay, we're working together. Mm-hmm. And it's not like uh, they're just in there watching football yeah. while I'm stuck out here. Uh, like little orphan Annie. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll have Levi put away the silverware. I'll take out the sharp knives first, mm-hmm. but uh, he puts away the silverware while I empty the rest of the dishes or something. Yeah. Yeah. What about your? Um, does Landon 
How old's Landon? Yeah. What's his? Uh, he's he nine. nine. Yeah, he picks up the dog. He cleans up after the dog outside, okay. which is pretty hardcore, but mm-hmm. he does it. Um, he puts away the the silverware and he, I would just even cleaning up his Legos, keeping his Legos off the floor. That's a huge job for him because he's. <laughs> you don't want to step on those. Do not want to step on those. Yeah. I think taking care of a pet mm-hmm. is a great uh, responsibility. Yeah. I, I was the I when we had our family dog when I was a kid. I I was the one that fed. Honeybee, honeybee, the dog. And, oh, I know. I was thinking about honeybee the other day. <clears throat> so it's cool. And then, you know, as they grow, uh, kids get older. They just all this life experience and skills they will have uh, will serve them um, tremendously as mm-hmm. they become an adult. So, all right, number six, overscheduling them. We want our kids to experience everything they want, so that typically means we overschedule them, cramming in scouts, sports, dance, and other activities in a single semester. Not only do you run yourself ragged, overscheduling your kids doesn't give them any free time to just be. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, um, some amazing... Now, doing activities and having stuff to do is amazing, mm-hmm. um, and we're not saying that, but over it's overscheduling over and making sure that they do have a day or, or an afternoon that, that there's just nothing, mm-hmm. and they can just kind of just sit be. and veg, even if it's just watching TV or something, and yeah. whatever they want. You know, they, they can do whatever they yeah. want. I, but I'm bored. <laughs> even Good. being bored. Being bored is cool. And one of the things that's hard is if each one – so I have three kids, and for me, I kind of just – I want them each to have at least one thing. So yeah. one of them's in dance, one of them's in this, one of them's in that. If there's more than that, then not only is it's it's a lot for them, but also my younger kids have to drive back and forth. And <laughs> yeah. so they're spending so much time in the car uh, – which I remember, <laughs> I remember having to spend so much time in the car because, yeah, it, it's a lot. It can, it can be a lot. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, yeah, but but making sure they have something yeah. to do is I, also good too. Especially so it, if it's something that helps them, that they can excel at, like mm-hmm. dance. Uh, it's something uh, it's super important for kids to feel good at something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it's music, um, Sports, a sport, uh, a skill, a, um, a hobby. Class, yeah. You know, for me, when I was a little kid, I I learned how to sail a, a little a sail a boat. Mm-hmm. And I ever since I, I, when I was seven years old, we have little videos, home videos of me, home movies actually, mm-hmm. not video, <laughs> home <laughs> like, movies of me sailing my little boat off to, off around in the in the lake and stuff. But and that was has always been a, like a a source of confidence. Hey, uh-huh. I'm I'm really good at that. You know yeah. and. We should we should bring out some of the home movies and like watch them yeah. on a podcast. Comment them. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, for my daughter, uh, my older daughter, it was uh, she did dance. She yeah. was at the dance studio. I think four day four days a week she would go there, and all her, that was a kind of her social circle. And she's there, you know, after school doing something that's good for her mm-hmm. and building her body and strength and and her bones and muscles and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, my son, it was other stuff. And, uh, you know, it, I think it's just great for kids to have something that, you know, what 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 do you do? What what are you? What defines you? Mm-hmm. And, well, like, I'm a dancer, yeah. you know, or I'm a, I'm a, a Lego enthusiast <laughs> or a bike stunt rider yeah. or a Jedi Knight, you know. Having that uh, is just – it allows kids to um, just have something good. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's uh, – it's it's – Sometimes that can be something you do with the family. I, I love to see my some of my families that dad's a surfer and the kids grow up kind of in that and mm-hmm. they become they they look forward to when they can be surfers. Um, I remember when my dad was a, 
um, I'd go watch his hockey games. He played mm-hmm. hockey on the on during the week, and I'd go and watch. And uh, looking forward to when I was old enough that I could play hockey. That's so that cool. Kind of I didn't. Stuff, you know? I knew Dad pay, played hockey, but I, I never got to see yeah. him play. That's really cool. Didn't have my mic up. Hey, uh, <laughs> we would go to the ice skating rink, and Dad would bring out his super cool ice skates that he, he had he in the did. garage. And I remember I was I don't know five or six, and there would be times in the ice rink where it was for speed skaters only. Uh-huh. And so we all the little kids would get off, and Dad would get out there and just race yeah. her all the way around, around, around. It was so fast. Nice. I, was I still really have the, impressed. I still have those skates. You do? Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh! Like just yeah, I remember school. him um, ice dancing with me, uh, and, and like going behind me, and he'd have both my hands. And I couldn't skate very well, but he would just kind of dance with me around the ice, and that was just magical. Yeah, sure. <laughs> along those, it's, it's maybe not. It's a, it, it's a bit of a tangent here, but I think it's important um, for your kids. Like I said, I would watch my dad play hockey, and because of that, he was kind of there was a hero, mm-hmm. a hero yeah. aspect to that. Mm-hmm. And if your kids never get to see you perform, if you're if it's if it's always the other way, you're always watching them uh-huh. at their soccer games or their dance recitals or their everything. Um, and they never get to see you doing something cool, then they're missing out. I yeah. think. I think it's something great. you enjoy, and mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, mom's a person. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, human. Yeah. She gets to enjoy things. You know, and, and, and there's so many something. Yeah, there's so many things, and even if it's just a home hobby of knitting or something like that, uh, you know, watching your your kids see you do that and seeing you excel at something. For my kids, you know, I did musical theater, and my kids did it with me, and and I was you know the lead in the show, and they mm-hmm. and all their friends are like, wow, that's your dad. You know, yeah. yeah, that's my dad, and uh, it was. I think being it helped me be my kid's hero, yeah. and I think um, it's really nice to be able to see that. And that actually leads really well into number seven: is oh, yeah. is go. neglecting yourself. That's Which something. I think to maybe this stop might be doing. the last. Okay, one okay this will be yeah. the last one. So Good. so don't neglect yourself. Do everything you do everything for everyone else. When was the last time you took care of yourself? Take time out to be healthier happier parent and avoid burnout. And one of the biggest things you could do is do something that you enjoy, like mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Have have a hobby, you know, mm-hmm. that that's not that's that doesn't entail driving your kids to, <laughs> yes. to somewhere. Yeah. You know, and just uh and and th- there's always time. No matter mm-hmm. what it is, it can be the simplest thing. If it's just reading, reading a great book mm-hmm. and uh and just having time. Uh, we used to do this um when my kids were younger and I was busy at the hospital all week long, and uh, every Saturday morning was mom time, mm-hmm. you know, and I would take the kids to breakfast, and uh, so we had our donut time, and mom <gasps> just had, she could look forward to every Saturday morning, that's just her time, and mm-hmm. whether she did, and she could do whatever she wanted, she looked forward to that. You I know? never got donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't, we, what, you weren't my we kid. Had mo- we had our mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is fantastic. Um, so, and I think that... Um, this kind of, you know, we're not neglecting your marriage is one thing. It's the same thing, not neglecting yourself. When your child sees you have value in yourself, value in your time, and sometimes putting yourself first before them, I think is a very healthy thing to model. If they have to wait while you go to the bathroom by yourself, or if they have to wait while you shower because I feel gross and I just need to shower, or we have to leave, I need to shower. Um or even, you know what, I'm getting a babysitter because I'm going to go take this dance class because I love it, I enjoy it, it's good for me, and then I'm a better mom. So I think that's um, really, really important. That's cool. I know Dad would always say uh, in his talks or lectures or whatever, anything on parenting that um, 
you know, what, what baby needs most is a happy, healthy, rested mother, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah. And dad. Yeah. And dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. you, it's funny. You just, you'll just be a better parent if you uh, have your own, yeah. have something that keep that lights your fire and mm-hmm. keeps your spark going. All right, so we got through seven of these. So part one, we'll do part two <laughs> next week. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm going to tease number eight. It has to do with gadgets. Ooh. Add gadgets, and number nine is, has Gushing. to do with being in a rush Rushing. all the time. We all right, yep. so cool. Cool episode. Um, I Earlier when we were doing comments, I might revisit this. Do we have time to revisit one comment? I'll give you 17 seconds. Okay. Um, I was like, are you sure there's not another comment? So this was <laughs> a comment it. done... On the when I posted um, the picture of us uh, doing oh, oh the, where I'm looking at my phone right oh, I yeah. think this, that was for the episode uh, the, when I was on CNN, CNN so the picture is of me kind of looking at my phone real close cross eyed but Hayden is hiding behind the microphone <laughs> yeah. right and there's a comment from Jessica um, whom I believe is one of your friends she's my best friend. And, <laughs> She zoomed in on you and said, when you have to take a picture and work your hardest not to be seen. Which is so funny because I didn't I didn't think anybody else would notice. She totally noticed and called me up. Like, it's true because I did not get ready. Hey, Jessica, I love you. So funny. <laughs> Which reminds me, uh, normally, I, you know, that day I was actually had just come from CNN, so I looked pretty good. But today I have a full head of bad head here. So I'm going to take a new picture <laughs> to show, to show you what I look like when I don't prepare. Hide behind the microphone. Hey, That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so good. Which is a bummer because I have to go see patients in half an hour. Okay. So we should wrap it so up. I need to get home, shower, and then to the office. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Don't forget to follow us. I'm vamping here while I can find the outline. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Ask drsears.com slash podcast on the interwebs. Find us, give us a rating and some comments. Send us your questions because like you know, we will use them here on the podcast and um, call you out and uh, give you a shout out if you give us a shout out. Thank you so much. So we are here to celebrate the many joyful moments of parenting and help you through those that aren't Uh, For Hayden Sears, Matthew Sears, I am your host, Dr. Jim Sears, and we will see you next time.